What is up, people? Welcome back to another episode of Third Eye Sives. I'm your host, Natalia, and this is a podcast. Uh, <laughs> what is this about? Well, this is a podcast where we talk about self-improvement, self-realization, uh, esoteric knowledge, law of attraction, manifestation, uh, but you know what? Yeah, not so much of that, more of the more of the everything else, more of the things we don't know, but we think we know, but then we actually don't know, and then, I don't know, it just turns out we don't know anything, and then for those of you who say, well, at least we know some things, like, do we really know some things? I don't know. Um, and that is what this podcast is here for. We're here to discuss what we don't know, but we think we know, but we actually don't know, and that is the universe, or this reality that we... We, uh, we say we live in. I don't know if I mentioned, but I'm your host, Natalia! And this is another episode of Third Eye Sifes. Third Eye Sifes. Third Eye Sifes. That is right. It is back. It is back. The podcast is back. And we are here. We are here in my new humble abode. Um, I have boxes everywhere. I have stuff everywhere. This is the second round we've done this, guys. Is it? I guess so, yeah. You can say it's the second round. For those of you who have been listening for a while now, you did go through one move with me um, last year. And now this is a, a second move with you guys. Please expect more, but maybe not. Hopefully not. Um, maybe I'll have this little place for a while, but it's really nice. I might do some, uh, you know, I was, I'm, I'm in the process of, I have to actually film today. Um, I want to do like a video transformation of the room, like time lapse kind of. So I'll be recording. Well, I, you know, I was supposed to record as I was moving stuff in and I completely forgot. So everything's just in now. So it's gonna it's gonna go from being empty to everything just being in, and yeah, you know, you'll see the video, guys. I don't have to explain the whole rundown for you. But anyways, that's what I'm planning on doing. It's very cool in here. So the person I'm renting from, she's also an artist, and um, she's also a photographer. So her house like is built perfectly for like photo shoots. Like everything's white. The lighting is perfect. So that's kind of how she made um, this little studio space. Not for me specifically, but like that's it's just my space now, so that's kind of how she made it too. So it has really cool lighting. Um, everything's white, so it's a nice a nice filming area. But um it's cool. You guys you guys will get the chance to, to see it on YouTube sooner or later, maybe in the next probably be done with the video. Maybe by the end of the month. But we'll see. We'll see what, what, what happens. Um but anyways, how are you guys doing? Welcome, welcome. How are you? How are you doing? Uh, I don't have I don't have anything with me, guys. Like everything's in boxes. I don't I don't even have my little my little self care checklist because that's what I'm gonna ask you right now to get out is that self care checklist. Um, you know, number one on that list. You already want to know, or you already want to know. You already do know. Water. Are you drinking water? Are you drinking good water? Are you drinking water that comes from a bottle that's BPA-free? What the heck is BPA? Let's find out. You you know, you always, like, look for stuff that it's, like, like plastic. You're like, oh, is it BPA-free? Like, do you even know what BPA 
is, let's see. Bisphenol A. It's a chemical compound. BPA stands for bisphenol A. BPA is an industrial chemical that has been used to make certain plastics and resins since the 1960s. Come on, we're using stuff from the 1960s, guys. We're in 2021 here. Like, couldn't we figure out how to do something better? Like, what, what is it? Easy to make? It's cheap to make? BPA is found in polycarbonate plastics and epoxy resins. Polycarbonate plastics are often used in containers that store food and beverages, such as water bottles. Um, it is linked to breast cancer, infertility, early puberty, childhood neurological disorders. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt that, honestly. I feel like everything kind of leads to that. <laughs> um, safer options would be to opt for plastic-free baby items. Oh, it's like for babies? Oh, I don't know. Try, try glass and metal water bottles, yes. And food storage containers, yes. Ask for virtual receipts. Oh, yeah, because there's BPA. See, my boyfriend was telling me this, that there's estrogen on receipts. So that when I heard, you know, the infertility and early puberty, I thought estrogen. So maybe BPA is similar to estrogen. Um, okay, so ask for virtual receipts and look for made safe seal. Okay. Well, it, at least we know. At least we know what it is, guys. Um... So yeah, let's let's try to let's try to. Oh, it also says that BPA may be lurking in canned foods, feminine hygiene products, and they're showing a picture of tampons and pads. Women, just so you know, um, yeah, thermal printer receipts, sports equipment, interesting, household electronics, dental filling sealants, uh oh, um, and toiletries and items packaged in plastic containers. Okay, well, let's try to avoid that, guys. We, you know, we we're all about the healthy organic non-chemical filled things here i mean i like i'm not gonna lie and be like i freaking buy all organic because of course like organic stuff is obviously expensive more expensive than non-organic stuff but if you shop safe like not safely but smart um i do buy a lot of organic stuff because but only if it's like on sale or if you buy it smart so like what i would do is well, when I lived in the city, um, in downtown LA, there was my main two supermarkets that I would walk to because I don't have a car would be Whole Foods and Ralph's. Now, Whole Foods, of course, it's like expensive. There's no like Trader Joe's around, like walking distance at least, or Sprouts. Um, and yeah, so what I would do is I had the Ralph's and Whole Foods app on my phone, and then I would go into Whole Foods first because I know it's the most expensive. Expensive, so I know I'm only gonna get a few things from there. The most of my stuff I was gonna get from Ralph's. Um, so while I'm in Whole Foods, I look at certain things that I know they won't have at Ralph's. Um, and then I, with the Ralph's app, while I'm in Whole Foods, like I check the prices at Ralph's to see if it's cheaper over there, if they have it over there, and then you kind of compare shop by doing that. Like you're in one supermarket, and then you have the other supermarket list open on your phone, so you know what to get from that place and what to get from another place. So, it's kind of a smart shopping technique, guys. And, of course, you can use, like, coupons. I don't know about... I was going to say Groupon, but I don't really know. I've never used Groupon. I don't know if there's, like, food things on there. There should be. I don't know. I don't know, guys. We're just trying here, right? We're, we all just wake up and we just try because there's nothing else for us to do. Sorry, I keep, like, <laughs> hitting my desk. <laughs> and you guys are hearing it. Oh, by the way, um, 
The album I'm listening to listening to is called Mountain Traveler Listener. This is one of my favorite albums. Um, it's by a Chinese artist. Uh, it's kind of hard to find. All you have to do is type in Mountain Traveler Listener on YouTube. It, I don't think it, it's not on Spotify or anything like that. Um, and it says it's by G Lu, but there's a lot of like Chinese characters in it too. Um, so this is one of my favorite albums. Just to, just to mention because I've never played this album um, on the show before. Uh, so anyways, I'm glad you are drinking water, or at least I hope so, drinking a good amount of water, um, and, and trying to stay away from that BPA, you know, um, and eating organic, eating those dark leafy greens, uh, what else, you, you got, where, what are we using for, are you being creative, are you playing, are you having fun, are you taking a break, are you doing less of the things that stress you out and more of the things that make you feel fulfilled or happy? Um, or at least are you trying to make time to do that? Maybe you have like a super busy work schedule and you only have so much time to actually do the things that you want to do. Um, are you setting aside time for that? Because that's very important. You don't want to overload yourself with work or stress and everything because then you're just going to tip over. Like nothing good comes out of pushing, pushing so hard that you're not even giving yourself a break or anything. It's kind of like the Taoist, uh... The Taoist principle, there's a, <laughs> there's a verse in the Tao Te Ching that says, uh, fill to the top. Wait, what is it? Fill to the brim and never be whole. Hold on. Oh, I gotta find it. I don't know it from the top of my head. And, oh my gosh, I don't even have my, my Tao book next to me. Let's see. Um, my Tao book, uh, fill to the brim. Let's see, Tao Te Ching. Okay. Wait, what? Um, okay. Yeah, I guess we can do this. We'll do this version, I guess. It's the only one I can find right now. Fill your bowl to the brim, and it will spill. Keep sharpening your knife, and it will blunt. Chase after money and security, and your heart will never unclench. Care about people's approval, and you will be their prisoner. Do your work, then step back. The only path to serenity. I don't like that version, but it's basically like the, uh... Um... Okay, this is the one I was looking for. But should I repeat it again? Let's, let's repeat it again, because this is the version I like. Um, better stop short than fill to the brim. Oversharpen the blade, and the edge will soon blunt. Amass a store of gold and jade, and no one can protect it. Claim wealth and titles, and disaster will follow. Retire when the work is done. This is the way to heaven. I love this version. Like, I don't know. I read other versions of the Tao, and I just... This one always just gets me. It's the first translation I've ever like heard that introduced me to the Tao and it's the one I resonate with so deeply um and the translations by Gaia Fu Feng and Jane English um okay so but yeah that's the that was just an example of you know never do too much because nothing good comes out of it um so anyways I hope you guys are resting. I hope you guys are taking care of yourselves, being creative, doing all the cool, fun stuff, taking care of your bodies, taking care of your minds, taking care of 
you know, your social life, you have that good support system, you have good friends that you can actually relate to or talk to and, and just do things that do good things and that make you feel good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been okay. I've been moving. Um, and that's really, that's really much. That's, that's really much. That's really all I've been doing. I don't know why I said much. I think that's really the much I've been doing. I don't know if that's what I was going to say. Anyways. Um, but yeah, I've been okay. Uh, so getting into this episode, what are we going to talk about today, guys? Um, well, I thought I thought I would reintroduce myself since, you know, I, I, I didn't really have a, have a steady plan or a lesson for you guys just because I've been moving so much and I literally, like... I'm telling you, there's stuff everywhere, and I have only my desk set up so I can do this podcast episode. Like, everything else is pretty much everywhere, and I have so much unpacking to do, but I have this nice, cute little desk space. It's all empty and clean. I got a mini altar on here. I got my my cards ready for your reading. I got the laptop. I got my my other laptop with the music. We, we, we got everything here. We, we set it up for you guys, and that's just how it's going to be. <laughs> so... I thought I would reintroduce myself and, and not really like reintroduce like who I am, but more of like how I perceive the universe. I mean, you guys kind of get it. Like for regular listeners, you kind of understand how I think, but I thought I'd like kind of further explain things because, ju- and the only reason why I'm doing this is because there's so many people on you know social media and youtube and whatever it else is that people go on um in the spiritual community quote unquote um that it's such surface level things there's only a very few handful of people that i find that actually speak things that are a a little deeper you know what i mean and it's just like and i can't I don't know. We'll we'll get into it later. But first, let, let's 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 add an ad in here real quick. A word from our from our lovely sponsors at Anchor. Okay. Well, getting into it, I will give you guys your weekly card reading. I haven't done a monthly card reading on my Instagram yet, just because this place is a mess. Um, I was actually staying uh, with in like not in my space, but staying in the main house um the first couple of days of the month so I didn't want to like video record there um so I might do one later today or this weekend definitely so um getting into your weekly card reading now okay this is what happened when I tried pulling this card so I was shuffling the cards and then this one card just flew out and I was like okay like I could use this but if it's really the card Like, I'm going to put it back in, and then you give it back to me. (laughs) This is kind of what I do, like, to test to see if it's actually the real card. Like, I'm putting this back, and if you give it back to me, then, okay, fine, I'll read it. Um, And then I was shuffling, and then it flew out again, like, within seconds. And I don't know if it was because I was shuffling it weird, but the same card just flew out again. So I was just like, all right, fine. Somebody's somebody's having some problems. So the problem is there's some hostilities going on. I pulled the hostilities card, and some guy, he looks like he's about to go into battle. Um... And he has, like, this giant sword in his hand. So, this card means that 
there's some kind of hostilities going on or going to happen. So this could be passive aggressiveness. This could be within the home, the workplace, within friends, family. Um, and, but it doesn't have to be like passive aggressive. It could also be very like straightforward. Um, so let me read to you exactly what this card says. But um, it basically means that you, you have your defenses up. You feel like you need to... You know, there's something hostile going on. There's some, there's some sort of aggressive energy that is going to approach you or has been approaching you. And um, you kind of have your defenses up at the moment. So, this card shows a man raising his sword in readiness to do battle. When it comes upright, it reveals a situations where... It reveals a situation where hostilities towards you are about to be or have already been engaged. The aggressive energy may be verbal or emotional, with someone in your environment being excessively critical, demanding, or hurtful. In a work or social situation, there may be backstabbing or out-and-out -out slander going on. This is different from the deceit card because the hostile energies are more apparent, more overt. In fact, you may have been living with them for some time, but whether this is new or old energy, now is the time to regain control. Allowing dishonoring treatment from others is an open invitation to the universe to send you more. It may feel risky, but you need to have the courage to stand up for yourself now and always. So, there are two things that stuck out to me at the end of this. Um, one is that Allowing dishonoring treatment from others is an open invitation to the universe to send you more. Now, this couldn't be more true because the type of energy, the type of situations and energies that you allow into your life, that you, you allow, like not that just happening, but that you allow to enter into your life, um, is giving an open invitation to the universe to send you more because it kind of goes and... The reason why I say this is because this sounds very... This is something I say often when it comes to money. Now, I want to do an episode on changing your relationship with money. But, um, so that we, we could allow more money into our lives. Because if one... It's, we, it's mostly our perceptions and our relationship with the idea of money that can be keeping money f out of our lives. So... Anyways, that, that's an episode on its own. I will be doing that episode. But when it comes to this, um, like I was saying, is that... So what I always say is to never deny money when it tries to come into your life. Like if somebody's like, hey, let me give you like $20 for gas. Like they're just being thoughtful and they're trying to gift you money. If you like out of, out of like consideration for the other person, like, no, it's okay, it's fine. And then if they're like, no, really, here, take it don't deny it again because they are giving it to you as a gift they're not feeling obligated to give it to you like they are willingly trying to give you money and this if you take away like the physical level of it of who's doing it why they're doing it if you go more into the energetical level of it it is the universe giving you money basically or the energy that you have been trying to attract because maybe you're trying to attract money maybe you're trying to you know have more abundance in your life and this is gonna come from all different ways it doesn't have to come from a job it doesn't have to come from you know you win a contest or you get a check in the mail or you get your tax return or whatever it is like if you are asking for money if you are putting the intention out there to have financial 
you know, abundance come towards you. It's going to come to you from all sources. And if you deny it in any way, the universe is going to think that you don't want it, that you are denying that, that energy of money. So I always say that never deny money when it's being gifted to you or trying to be given to you, because then you are denying the flow of abundance into your life basically so that goes along with the same thing where it says allowing dishonoring treatment from other open invitation for the universe to send you more because if you're allowing it instead of pushing it away the universe is going to think you keep like you want you want it and that it's going to keep giving it to you so the same thing with money if you allow money to enter into your life and you don't deny it the universe is just going to keep giving you money like that so the same thing with treatment bad treatment if you keep allowing people to treat you badly or talk to you a certain way or you know disrespect you or do anything to you that doesn't make you feel okay but you're allowing it to happen because you can't speak up for yourself then the universe is going to think that you just keep wanting it and that you're just going to keep allowing it and you're just going to keep letting it into your life so that is one thing um that that needs to be known about this and then the second thing that came out to me was um it may feel risky, but you need to have the courage to stand up for yourself now and always. Um, I did a card reading for myself maybe a few days ago. I think it was Tuesday. Yeah, I think it was Tuesday. Um, and I got the courage card. And so the courage word definitely stood out to me. And this is having the courage to take your stand, the courage to do anything. But in this particular situation, this hostile environment, you need to have the courage to push through. I think the card that I, I pulled on Tuesday, it said, courage is not, um, courage is not like ignoring the situation and just kind of trying to get on with it. Courage is acknowledging the situation and having the ability to push through it so whether you are scared or not whether you don't want to approach the situation because you feel uncomfortable or anything like that ha having courage is having the ability to no matter how you feel no matter how scared you are no matter how much your voice shakes or your body shakes as you're saying it is to push through and say what you want to say and say what you mean that is having the courage so this card is saying that there is something going on and you need to stand your ground because at this point, the universe is going to think that you keep wanting this treatment or this type of environment. And if you don't take your stand now, then it's just going to keep happening. So that's what that card is. Um, if you guys would like, if this relates to you and you would like an affirmation to go along with this, you can repeat after me or you can write this down. Um, the affirmation for this card is I am receiving the peaceful, harmonious treatment I deserve in my life. I am receiving the peaceful, harmonious treatment I deserve in my life. I set boundaries, make reasonable requests, and make my expectations clear. Mm. I set boundaries, make reasonable requests, and make my expectations clear. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Okay, so I did pull another card from the Universe Has Your Back deck. Um, that, the, the Hostilities card, I pulled from the Energy Oracle card deck by Sa Sandra Ann Taylor. But I'm now pulling from the Universe Got Your Back deck by Gabrielle Bernstein. And it is like a watercolor picture of the moon. I think it's the moon or something that looks like the moon. 
Um, and it says, when I am connected to my joyful presence, I attract support from the universe. When I am connected to my joyful presence, I attract support from the universe. So this definitely goes hand in hand with this one because notice the ending sentence, I attract support from the universe. So we're at the moment we're talking about attraction, if we're going to allow this type of energy into our life or not. So when you are connected to your joyful presence and your joyful presence is your truest self, when you are in complete alignment with yourself and what you want and what you deserve and who you actually are your true spiritual self then you will attract that support from the universe if you are allowing negative energy into your life all these non you know positive situations and people and treatment and all of this you are not attracting anything good into your life but when you are in alignment with joy and love then you attract that energy you just have to kind of be in that way so if this is happening to you like if this whole hostilities thing is happening to you and you're like okay i'm gonna stand my ground you stand your ground by being your absolute truest self your truest self super powerful like you got you come on guys we're god here like if we truly truly understood how we are actually god and like god itself like we wouldn't take so much shit like we wouldn't do half of the things we're doing we wouldn't do so many of the things that we do but when it comes to this specifically we wouldn't allow that type of treatment to ourselves we wouldn't see ourselves allowing that type of energy that means we feel like we deserve that or you know we just we don't have the ability to you know ability to you know put like stand up for ourselves and and have that type of confidence in ourselves which is absolutely absurd because we're freaking the universe like we are the universe and like there's just no need for it there's no need for it guys come on come on (laughs) um but yeah anyways that was the card reading for this week guys i hope I hope it resonates with you somewhat. And if it resonates with you, feel free to reach out and let me know. How does this resonate with you? What is happening? Well, you don't have to tell me what's happening. It's a little bit personal, but, you know, just, I'd like to know. I'd like to know. I'm I'm nosy like that. No, I'm joking. Um, But anyways, hi, I'm Natalia. (laughs) Getting into this little uh, intro. Intro, okay. We'll do a small, like, basic intro and then we'll kind of go into the good stuff um so hi i'm natalia for those of you who don't know me natalia people pronounce my name like natalia which i don't really care um i say natalia but it it kind of feels weird to say my name over and over again so like if i were to say it again it kind of loses its meaning natalia ew what the heck (laughs) see i said it like my name is Natalia. Like, that's my name. And that's what's so weird about it. Because the more I say it, the more I disassociate with myself. And I know it's just like, I am not my name. The more I say it over and over again, it just proves to me that, like, I am not my name. I'm this, like, over again, it just proves to me that, like, I am not my name. I'm this, like, completely, like, conscious awareness. And then, like, in order to be, like referred to or like called over like they have to call me something so they call me natalia which is so weird it's so weird okay i'm gonna stop talking about it but anyways um i live in los angeles california 
Los Angeles, California. I'm originally from New York, the East Coast. I moved out here when I was 19 years old by myself. And I've been here ever since. I'm 22 now. I'm turning 23 this year. And it's been a fun ride, guys. It's been a fun ride. Um, we've been together for, what, a year now? Wow, we've been together for one year now. Have we? Oh, wait, we didn't even celebrate the one-year anniversary. Oh my god, guys. Did we? Oh my gosh. When? No, oh, I mean, we. I guess we did, kind of. I guess we did when I posted the whole, like, Spotify, uh, what is that? Um... I don't know what that's called. Whatever the thing is called. The end of the year thing where they tell you like all the things you've listened to. The re rewind or rewrapped or I don't know. Something like that. Um, replay. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we've been together for one year now, guys. How are you? Oh, you, you guys are my lovely... We're, I feel like I'm in a relationship with you guys. <laughs> well, we are. We're, we're partners in... Partners in crime. No, like partners in... Uh, traveling the universe um <laughs> okay so anyways um so yeah uh it's been fun i've been working i feel like before i came out here I was working i don't know i feel like i've been i just i'm constantly working on myself honestly but um i did so much reading before i came out to california but i think you know i've also done a lot of reading while i've been here too so i can't really say that i feel like it just kind of fluctuates um but my spiritual journey has definitely changed and i feel like it will continue to change because like a lot of you already know my kind of spiritual history um or my history with spirituality my spiritual history that sounds so weird um my how i kind of got to where i am in my journey um and it all, it all started when I was young. Um, <laughs> I, I wrote a song when I was younger that just reminded me of that. It was like, it started when you were young, about the age of one. <laughs> I wanted to be a rapper for like a year. And I, I, would, I only wrote one song, I think. I think I would try to freestyle too. I wrote one full song and then I tried to freestyle most of the time. But uh, anyways, that's, that's an embarrassing secret. No, it's not embarrassing. I'm actually a really good rapper. Um, my drop EP. No, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, so I feel like, well, going from when I first moved out here, before I left here, it mostly started, like, around 2016 to 2017. Started with, like, Law of Attraction, Manifestation. I was very into that. And that's why I talk about it so much, like, on here, just because I know, like, a lot about it. Um, I don't want to say, like, you know, I mastered it or anything like that, but, um, I, I've exercised, I did a full year of, like, exercising it, like, I can tell you, like, the secrets, the kind of hacks and tips of it, so that's why, like, I mention it a lot, because I know a lot of people are interested in that, but recently, when I released that whole How to Manifest Correctly episode, it wasn't my pop, like, my most popular episode, which makes me think that you guys don't really care about manifestation and law of attraction. I mean, you kind of do, but not as much as you care about the other stuff that I talk about, which is completely satisfying and amazing to me because, like, honestly, I'm so, like, I'm not tired of talking about law of attraction manifestation, but, like, I don't care for it as much as I used to back then. Um, so my journey kind of went from that to, I want to say, I, oh, I, I kind of connected with 
one of my past lives, I had this really crazy intense experience where I completely remembered um, a past life that I was like ancient Hawaiian. I was either ancient Hawaiian or like ancient Polynesian, um, something like that. And I had the memories of it and um, I had memories of me being younger in this life knowing about my past life. So when I was younger, I actually completely knew about my past life of being, uh, I, I think I would say ancient Hawaiian, but, um, but I didn't say ancient Hawaiian, like, oh yeah, I used to be Hawaiian in my past life. And I had memories of like certain oceans or certain beaches. Um, and I had like this little ocean box that I kept like ocean things in. And then like, so in the beginning of my spiritual journey, I was very into paganism and Wiccanism because that's what my, my mother and my my family kind of got into while I was young. So I was also practicing it like at a super young age. Um, and I would do these ocean spells like with a mirror. Like I had to decorate the mirror and put like shells around it. I don't really remember the spell. And then you put like a candle behind the mirror. I remember that. Um, and then I'm supposed to look in the mirror. I don't really remember too much about it, but it had to do something with the ocean or like connecting with my ocean spirit or I don't know, something like that. But I used to do all this stuff that was based around the ocean. And I even had a blue journal where I would write about my past memories, like in my past life of like being near the water, like being underwater. I don't know. It's weird stuff. I was very weirdly attracted to the ocean and the sea. And um, I, I, I remembered my past lives. And then I, re I completely forgot about that as, gr as I was growing up. And then I re-remembered it. Oop, I bumped into the desk again. Um, I re-remembered it back in 2017. And then my focus went from Law of Attraction Manifestation to reconnecting with my past lives. And that kind of just kind of put me down... I don't know. It kind of put me down... Uh, an ancient, um, an ancient path. And it wasn't more so like ancient Hawaiian or anything like that, but I started studying more about like ancient history and ancient spirituality. And during that same time, I had discovered the Tao Te Ching. And this was only because I had to walk to work and it, it was about an hour walk. So I downloaded eBooks. Like I, I, typed in like spiritual free ebooks or something like that and then I downloaded like a whole collection of Osho books not knowing like who Osho was or anything like that um and then I downloaded the Tao Te Ching and the Tao Te Ching was the first thing I listened to it was my first day walking to work and I had my headphones on and I was listening to it and I was basically crying the entire time because nothing resonated with me more deeply than the Tao and that was this version that I had uh, read to you earlier by guy of faith Fung or Fu Fung Feng. Um, and yeah, it, ever since then, I went very much towards Taoism, but also since I had past history with Zen Buddhism, I kind of went back to Zen Buddhism. So I was very much studying Taoism and Zen Buddhism, um, but also kind of messing around with like shamanic spirituality. And then, um, and then around the time that I came out here to LA, I was still, I was very into Zen my first year, I would say, in California. This was about 20, I don't know what year this was. I know I was 19, I had just turned 20. 
um, and was very into Zen Buddhism at the time, and I was studying Zen masters and and all of this. Um, I was very into Zen, back into Zen, because I was into Zen when I was, like, around 13. Um, and then I started dating my boyfriend now, and he had an art picture on the wall. That's how we met, um, that I really liked, and it was of the the uh, Hindu goddess Kali. And I had just gotten the Om symbol tattooed on my finger, and when we talked over Instagram, he was like, oh, you're into Hinduism? And then, like, he kind of, like, sent me, like, Hindu stuff. And I always knew about Hinduism, and I, I some of the YouTubers I watch, like, practice Hinduism. Um, but I never dove into it deeply. So, um, because I wanted to know more, not to impress him, but just to talk more about it with him. But kind of to impress him, but not so much. More just to, like, kind of, like... I don't know, maybe make it seem like I, I knew about Hinduism. <laughs> um, I started reading into, like, who the gods and goddesses were, and then that kind of just pushed me down the Hinduism rabbit hole, where I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, I didn't know that all of this stuff, basically. And I got drawn into Hinduism so much, and then ever since then, and then, like, we've been together for over a year now, not two years yet it'll be two years in may 26 but no we met each other may 26 but like around june 14th um that's when we first started dating so it's not two years yet but it's been over, definitely over a year and a half um so yeah then ever since then like hinduism has been probably my main path next to taoism and then buddhism just kind of falls in there um but I don't, you know, I don't really, like, conform to anything. Like, I feel like, and this is something that I want to talk about, too, like, especially when it comes to, like, how I view things or how I kind of perceive things, is that I don't like to label myself, even though, like, you can consider me a Hindu. Like, I wear tilak, I wear bindi, for the same reasons that they do, in a completely respectful way, and more, the same exact reason why they wear it, um... And most of my ideals are based off of Hindu philosophy, and I study Hindu philosophy, and I practice Hindu philosophy, so you can absolutely consider me a Hindu. Um, but I don't consider myself a Hindu just because it, to call myself a Hindu would be to call myself anything else. And that's why, like, I don't like calling... The only thing I, like, like to claim is that I'm a writer, because... I like to write, and I feel like the more I call myself a writer, I'll actually put in the effort to write. Um, but other than that, like, I when I see people's bios where they're like, oh, like, like I'm a cancer, that's like my sun sign, and like, oh, I'm a cancer, I'm a yoga teacher, I'm a artist, I'm a singer, like, I just, like, okay, those are the things that you do, but that is not what you are. Like, if I can label myself anything, I am that. Tatsam asi. Tatsam asi. I am that. Let's see. Tatsvam asi. Tatsvam asi. That means you art. Oh, thou art that. You are that. Tatsvam. Tatsvam asi. The Mahavakyas 
are the great sayings of the Upanishads are characterized by the Advaita school of Vedanta. So that means thou art that. You are the absolute. The famous expression of the relationship between the individual and the absolute, which is the relationship between the Atman and the Brahman. The Atman is the soul. Brahman is God, the one, the absolute, the universe, the Tao. Tatvam Asi. That's the only thing I would... I can truly label myself as but you will never see like artist podcaster cancer rising Aquarius. oh wait, no no cancer sun Aquarius rising like I just can't like I feel like I'm restricting myself to these boundaries and like even like being a girl or like a female like I like if people ask me like oh are you a guy or a girl like or not nobody's gonna ask me that but like if I'm filling out an application if I fill out an application and then there's other things that say, like, other options, like, non-binary and all this stuff, like, I'm not gonna, I'll just put female. Like, I honestly, like, I don't care. I don't care. Like, you can call me whatever. You can call me he. Like, when, sometimes when people mistake and call me he, I don't, well, I don't know. Like, maybe it's just, like, a verbal slip-up. Nobody's ever really done that. Like, oh, yeah, he did that. But then, like, I haven't heard anybody do that. But, like, word slip-ups, like, I don't care. Or if people call me by the wrong name, like, they're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Mostly it's that. Like, they call me Natalie or another name. They're like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, they, like, deeply apologize for saying my name wrong. I'm like, dude, I don't really care about my name. Like, that's literally just what's been given to me so I can, like, kind of walk around this society because people need names to be addressed. So, like, you can call me whatever. Like, I really don't care. Same thing goes for my gender. Like, okay, I'm a female physically, but... I mean, I don't identify as a male. I mean, I guess I identify as a female, but I don't really care. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, it doesn't really matter. You could call me a they-them. Like, you could call me a they-them, and I wouldn't even care. Like, you'd be like, oh, they. Like, what the fuck, I'm a they. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't, I don't care. So, same thing goes for everything. Like, I don't... These... I feel like boundaries, like, it's just... It restricts me from growing. And I was also talking to this... Um, talking about this to my new roommate. And... It's just, it's too, I don't want to be considered anything because I feel like I'm not allowing myself to move beyond that. Um, so that's one thing about me and that's kind of how I see some things. Another thing I was going to mention was that, um, so when it comes to like the evolution of my spiritual journey, um, I got a weird text. Okay. Um. When it comes to my spiritual journey and, and how, you know, the the process that, not the process I went to, but the evolution of my, my journey, how I went from law of attraction to at the point now where, so right now I'm at the point where, you know, it's, it's not about all of the other things that are around. Oh, my album ended, guys. Let's go. Let's do this one. I like this one next. Um, this is Songs of Agama by the same artist. Um, what was I saying? (laughs) Um, so, oh, it's 11-11, guys. We're all in tune. Ooh. Um, okay, so I'm at the point now where, you know, most of my journey in the beginning was all of this cool because you find out so much stuff guys like law of attraction look you create whatever you want there's so many dimensions like we there's alien like there's so much things like look at all these powers like there's something in hinduism called cities and these are like spiritual powers when you get to the point where you're so like high vibration and you know you know so many things about your body and energy and stuff that you can actually 
create miracles. And this is what Neem Karoli Baba was known for. You know, um, Ram Dass wrote a book called, I think it's Miracles of Love. Um, let me see. Ram Dass Miracles. Yeah, Miracle, Miracle of Love. Miracle of Love, stories about Neem Karoli Baba. And it's literally just a book full of all of the miracles that Neem Karoli Baba did because he was so, like, he would just do things and it wouldn't even see, like, things that you couldn't even believe. So his name's Neem Karoli Baba because he's known as the train Baba. And one of the, the most famous miracles that he's known for is he was traveling on a train, I think, like when he was younger and I think he didn't pay for the train so then everybody was like or not everybody but the conductor of the train was ever like oh you, you didn't pay you need to get off or whatever and then they kicked him off of the train not like while it was moving but like at the ne next stop he got off and then the train wouldn't start it wouldn't go like it wouldn't go anywhere and they're like put the baba back on the train and they put him back on the train and then the train went literally like right like just like that so that's why he's called Neem Karoli Baba. I think that was the stop that they kicked him off at. I think it was called Neem Karoli. Um, but I think so. I think that's what it was. And then, Or they named the stop after him. Something like that. Um, I think they did rename the stop after him because of what, what happened. But that's just one of many of the miracles that he's done. Like Especially like him meeting Ram Dass... The reason why Ram Dass, he was a very analytical psychologist, Harvard professor. He meets Neem Karoli Baba. He doesn't know anything about him. Neem Karoli Baba shouldn't know anything about him either. And the first thing he says to Ram Dass, like the, the first time he meets him is, you were thinking about your mother last night. Like he didn't tell anybody he was thinking about his mom last night. He was like, she died recently of a... Uh, Something with the spleen. Like, something so specific, and that's exactly what happened. And nobody knew. Like, he didn't tell. Like, this is some freaking little Indian guy in the middle of the woods that he traveled, like, far, that somebody brought him to go see. Like, how could he ever know this this information? And it completely destroyed what he thought he knew or reality and all of that. And then he became one of Maharaji's, like, truest devotees because he was just so mind-boggled at first. And so these are just one of the cities types of things that you can do if you get to this type of spiritual evolution. Um, so a lot of people are very interested in that and they want to evolve themselves and they want to get into this journey because they know they can do this stuff. There's people who can have like pyro, I don't know, it's pyrokinesis. You can start put things on fire and you know you can levitate my grandmother said she saw somebody levitate for a second um he was real into spirituality and that she saw him levitate or something like that i don't know something crazy but these are things that have said to be done and a lot of people go for it because they want to be able to do these things they want to be able to have the power they want to be able to know things or I don't, I don't know what people want, but anyways, that was kind of like how I started off. It was like, wow, like my truest thing was like, oh, I want to be like a Zen master. I want to be very knowledgeable. I want to know how to share the universe with people. And of course, still now I want to know how to be able to share the universe with the world and people who can't really understand or see it. Um, but I definitely don't care about law of attraction. Like, I, I don't want to say I've mastered law of attraction, but I was exercising it, like, at the snap of a finger. Like, I could literally create anything that I wanted to say, and it would just, like, appear, and it would just happen. And 
I was doing that regularly and I can still do that. It's just I don't because I don't really care. Like I am at the point in my journey where I practice bhakti yoga and this is the yoga of devotion and this is my devotion to the universe, the, my devotion to God and I worship all forms of God. So any type of, you know, uh, manifestation of the divine. So this is the Tao. This is Taoism. Um, this is like Hare Krishna. Like Krishna, I have him as a big picture right here on my altar. Like I would worship Krishna. I worship Devi Ma Durga, who is also said to be a manifestation of this entire universe, that she is the creator of the universe, that they say, like Shakta say in Shaivitism, or Shiva. Um, she's a female aspect of Shiva who is known as the destroyer, but in Shaivitism is known to be the whole manifestation of everything. Um, all of these different gods I worship equally as God himself, as Brahman, as the absolute, as the Tao. And this is just any form. Like, like I will go into, I've been to Christian churches, like, and I feel the same exact passion that everybody else does in the room because I am as devoted to God. But it's just different perceptions of who he is or if he or she or it or they, them, whatever it is. Everything. It's, it's beyond that. It's beyond those titles of gen. It's not even gender. It's just how can we as humans try to describe something that's indescribable. We have to try to describe it in a human way. We have to try to put it into form. And that's what these Ishtadevas are. These gods, these goddesses are giving us ways to worship the absolute because we cannot actually perceive the absolute. So we have to try to perceive it in a way that us as humans can understand. So I'm at that point where I'm truly devoted to the universe and I let, I, I speak to it constantly where I don't feel like I need to control every aspect of my life that I need to create everything in my life I just kind of let it happen and if I don't like the way things are going then that's kind of when I step my foot in and be like okay well you know I kind of want to create this certain type of outcome it's kind of like letting it happen naturally and I talk about this when I do talk about law of attraction is you only talk about the end result not how you're going to get there I know what I want I know that I intend to travel the world. This is my intentions. And me speaking out loud into this podcast and you listening to it is further engraving my intentions into the energetical field or the universe. So that's why I constantly say I constantly write it because just by me talking about it is making it happen even more. So I intend to travel the world. I intend for this podcast to be a little bigger than what it is now. I mean, it's not big. It's actually pretty small, but it's not as small as I expected it to be like honestly I didn't expect anybody to listen to this podcast like the fact that I have regular listeners and we've been doing this for a year now that's completely mind-boggling to me and it's only gonna get bigger and better from here but I intend for that to happen as well I intend for my spiritual practice to develop even more um I'm not saying like through any certain type of path but allowing the universe to guide me wherever I need to be to learn the things that I need to learn in this lifetime. Um, and one of my main goals in life used to be to attain enlightenment. I talk about this all the time. Like, my main goal in life is to attain enlightenment. And I feel like the more I say it, it just, I don't know, it sounds so cringe to me. Like, because I don't think, like, it's 
possible? Like it, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure that out because like monks, have monks attained enlightenment? Like name Karoli Baba, like, oh, okay. But then like they say that like, like people like that, like they're holding on to their last string of ego. Like they haven't attained enlightenment because they have that one, like once you attain enlightenment, like you leave the freaking, the, the physical plane. That's what I've come to. So that's why like, I'm saying like, well, I can't attain enlightenment because then I'll just disappear. Like I'll just be done with the reality. So like these people, these like monks or like Zen masters, or whatever, they hold on to like one tiny silver string of ego to attach them to this physical world. And then once they like fully release that string, sorry, um, <laughs> then they, they basically die or they like ascend or whatever. Um, so I don't really talk too much about that anymore, even though kind of within me, it's still a thing that I think about, but I'm just kind of letting it happen. Like, I don't, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to talk about it as much, but I do like mentioning that it used to be my main goal because it, it just sounds funny to me. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm at the point now where I'm very devoted to just my spiritual practice, whether it be Hinduism, whether it be Taoism. Um, and, and that's it. That's really, that's really all I care for. Um, and then of course you guys, the podcast, traveling, trap, man, I just want, I, I just want to travel guys. Just want to travel and talk to people. I always love when I talk to new people and I'm learning about the way they think because one of my things, I think I wrote down like a list of things that I wanted to accomplish in this lifetime and one of it was meet with many lives and dance with many cultures. So dance with many cultures is to experience different cultures, the types of ways that people have been living all around the world, especially when it comes to spirituality. One of my main things is to talk to people about God, to talk about spirituality to people all around the world because so many people have so many different perceptions of what God is, what spirituality is, what this reality and universe is. And I feel like the more I learn from other people in the world, the more I get an understanding of how things actually work naturally. Um, instead of like, I mean, of course, learning from, you know, different things through books from around the world, like that's a big help. But I think that, you know, I've, I very much have like a very Western, are we in the West? I think, yeah, like Western perspective. Um... Or, you know, because I haven't even left the country yet. So how can I, you know, if I see, if I go see other places, like it will broaden my view of how things are, or how I can perceive things. And I feel like I'm very limited at the moment because I've only seen what New York, most of the East Coast, California. Um, I went to Texas once <laughs> and Puerto Rico. Um but that's really it. I mean, I need to see way more to understand more, to to put it more into my writing. I need more inspiration for my writing. And I feel like traveling would definitely do that. Um, and especially writing. Writing would definitely help with my writing. <laughs> um, speaking of, I mean, I haven't even checked on it yet, but I do have a poetry collection available on, I think it's on Amazon, Kindle, Nook, Barnes and Nobles. Um called 21 and not even close um and I wrote it I released it on my 21st birthday and it was actually about 
me turning 21 but not being able to relate to other 21 year olds because my main life goal was to attain enlightenment while like other people just want to like drink and party so it's kind of like a whole poetry collection based off of that um but yeah that's pretty much it that i honestly didn't even write a list of all the things i was going to talk about all i know is that i was kind of gonna talk about um how how i kind of view things and what the heck this song just like whispered stuff um i'll close it off with i do think that there are infinite dimensions i actually watched okay this is a very popular video on youtube that i saw years ago in the beginning of my journey and i didn't even understand it like i only understood maybe the first few minutes of it and then he completely lost me and then i rewatched it maybe two days ago and i completely understood the entire video which just shows my evolution um of understanding dimensions and also raising your vibration because if you're receiving information that's on a higher vibration than you um you won't really be able to understand it you have to resonate and be on the same vibration to understand that information so I completely understood the whole video and the video is called a i think it's called a high school student explains the fourth dimension or fifth dimension i think it's fourth dimension um and then he talks about all of the dimensions and it's mostly a theory but so okay so what i say is that there's infinite amount of dimensions like there is reality for everything there's dimensions for everything and that's basically what he said but the way he explained it if you go and watch the video um and if you understand it then it comes to the point where nothing is infinite and there's kind of like a curvature in things so if it goes on forever eventually it'll come back around to the point it began which creates a circle and what his what he doesn't know yet well in that video because this video is so old and he was a high school student at the time um so maybe he does know now i don't know i don't know what his youtube is i think somebody reposted it, it wasn't him um is that if the dimensions come into a full circle if it's kind of like a cylinder or a sphere or so that's what he doesn't know and that's a very good theory and it makes me want to contemplate that because you know i thought you know there's just infinite dimensions and realities but the way he explained it makes you do think does it come around full circle um so i don't know there's just something to ponder but anyways that 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 was just that was just something to throw in there so i do think that there are multiple dimensions we are we are multi multi-dimensional beings um in order to travel traverse these these dimensions um i don't really like the term we are spiritual uh, no, we are what is it we are spiritual beings having a human experience it's like we're not humans having a spiritual experience we're spiritual beings having a human experience and i mean of course that like people like like yeah 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 definitely like i don't know if i can agree with that because like who knows like all we're doing is hearing information from other humans like like i'm not going to take any advice like that from another human who probably only knows like more things that they've learned in this human dimension like 
maybe an alien. Like if an alien, if alien, if aliens were to come down right now, like multidimensional aliens, because I do believe that aliens are also multidimensional. Um, if an alien were to come here right now and tell me that, then I would probably believe him. I would probably believe him because there's a multidimensional being right in front of my face confirming that you know there are multi dimensions, and then he's also telling me that I'm multidimensional. That makes sense. Now I know this human body isn't multidimensional, but the consciousness within it um, can travel dimensions because this is how we astral project. The astral realm is a dimension on its own. If we weren't multidimensional, we wouldn't be able to travel to the astral realm. So, I mean, yeah, that's all I can say for now. Um, <laughs> uh, what else? I think that's it. I think that's it, guys. I'll let you go. I'll let you go. If you want if you want another episode of like this, let me know. Let me know. If you want to know anything, let me know, okay? Just let me know, guys. <laughs> Just let me know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. Should I go get... I'm gonna go get it. I'm gonna... Oh my gosh. I keep banging into this desk. Oh my gosh. Look, I did it again, guys. I did it again. You're gonna hate me this episode. Chotomate. Look, there's like a guy singing in the song. Okay, I'll close this off with a lovely verse from the Dow. Um, what is this? Okay. Okay, I guess we can do that. I don't know if I've read that one before. Um, da -da 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 -da. I feel like I always reread the same verses, like, and it's not even on purpose. Okay, we'll just do this one. If I read it before, then I read it before. I should read it in order. Like, I would want to, but I just, I don't want to. I actually, okay, <laughs> before I even do that, oh my god, I wanted to, uh, I'm gonna do an audiobook. I'm gonna read this version. I'm gonna do an audiobook and I'm gonna read the whole entire DAO. And then I'm gonna put it on YouTube so you can, like, listen to it. But it'll be my voice. It'll be my voice. It'll be cool. Mostly for me, so I can listen to myself read it because then I feel like it'll just, like, resonate even more deeply right because it's myself saying it and then if you guys resonate with like the stuff that i say then it, it'll probably resonate with you better okay anyways this is um this is verse 15 the ancient masters were subtle mysterious profound responsive the depth of their knowledge is unfathomable because it is unfathomable all we can do is describe their appearance Watchful, like men crossing a winter stream. Alert, like men aware of danger. Courteous, like visiting guests. Yielding, like ice about to melt. Simple, like uncarved blocks of wood. Hollow, like caves. Opaque, like muddy pools. Who can wait quietly while the mud settles? Who can remain still? until the moment of action. Observers of the Tao do not seek fulfillment. Not seeking fulfillment, they are not swayed by desire for change. <laughs>